time limit, so we'll get right to it. On uh, Zechariah uh, 13, we're going to be tonight uh, and just share some thoughts with you. And it's interesting in that passage, uh, Pastor just read, he said, uh, uh, Let the righteous put forth their hand, uh, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. And uh, we're going to roll right into the message. So uh, we're going to be in Zechariah 13. Uh, Zechariah 13. And uh, verse number, uh, I will just read verse number 6. And the Bible says, And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Uh, those, uh, he says, What are these wounds that are in my hands? Now, to give it a, a, a backstory, story, uh, last year about this time, you know, I... I'm like some of you. I don't necessarily like to set goals just because an, because of an arbitrary day, uh, but it, it's in our nature to kind of reevaluate from time to time, and it's not a bad time to do it. Uh, and if you're like me, every year, I, I, among other things, I'll set up a fiscal budget. You know, this is what I think um, where our responsibility is, and we do that so that we can uh, pay the bills and also know uh, how much we can give. And uh, in other things, and we set aside those finances, and you know, I always try to evaluate, Lord, when, even when I'm doing things like my budget, Lord, where's my money going? Uh, is, am I being a good steward of the things that you've given me? Uh, but as I get older, I realize that time is a valuable resource. How are you spending your time? Uh, what do you spend your time doing from an, on a day-to-day basis? And I started looking at uh, the things that I get done and the amount of time that's required to fulfill those obligations. And dare I say, most Christians, we're pretty flippant about our time. Uh, if you were like me, I, you know, I, if, you, if you don't uh, detail your day-to-day schedule, you, you won't get things done. And, uh, and so I, I started evaluating what, uh, where are areas of my life that are just wasted time? And, uh, and I catalog it. I have goals for work, things that I want to get done for my work, my business, so I could provide for my family. And, uh, and it just bothered me last year. I thought, well, what about spiritual goals? Uh, I didn't have as many spiritual goals as I think that you should. And so I, uh, I, I gave myself some spiritual goals last year. And uh, uh, thank God that some of those I was able to achieve, some I want to continue to grow on. And we should always have that desire to... Uh, to grow and do more. And uh, part of that, um, you know, I I just want to share this thought with you uh, uh, out of this passage. It says, what are these wounds in thy hands? And, uh, you know, I feel a lot of times as Christians, we we get so focused on Calvary that we forget that that's only part of the equation. Calvary is no good if Jesus Christ didn't rise again. Uh, Calvary is where Jesus Christ became my sin. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. But none of that happens if Jesus Christ doesn't rise again. And so as a Christian, we get focused on on Calvary because of how it impacts us. But that's only part of it. The other part's the resurrection. And, you know, I, I think because of that mindset, it, you know, hear me out on this, that we can, be, we can get ourselves in trouble because we know Calvary is where Jesus Christ paid for our sins. And then we, we almost uh, have like a badge of virtue that I want to carry around my own sins on, on my shoulder. And as Christians, really, you should be victorious, if anything. Uh, if anybody should be happy, if anybody should be joyful, it's a Bible-believing Christian that you're born again. 
You got, you've got eternity in front of you. You've got heaven. You've got eternal life. Uh, you've got a, a Bible-believing church that you get to come to that isn't everywhere. And uh, some folks that, that really care about you around you. And uh, uh, as a Christian, <clears throat> we, uh, uh, we, we kind of corporately look at sin and how it impacts us directly. And if you're not careful, we can get bogged down in that and forget the fact that the victory's already been won for us. Right? So in this passage, he says, what are these wounds in thy hands? And uh, I realize Jesus Christ became your sin and my sin. But specifically, those wounds that Jesus Christ bore for you. Specifically those. You know, I, I um, uh, was reading through Jonah this, this past time through, and, and it occurred to me, and I'm sure you're you know, like me, maybe not. Sometimes I'll read through the Bible, and I'll, I'll say, well, I don't know why that's even in there. <laughs> if I were God, I wouldn't even put that in there. That's a detail, and I, it doesn't mean much to me. Um, one time, Jonah, he, it's, it, it, when Jonah was in the whale's belly, it said, uh, the weeds were wrapped about my head. Well, I said, well, I figure there's probably a lot more than that in there, too. Why is it just weeds that you want to draw attention to? And, uh, and I started to think my job is lawn care, so we, uh, we, we treat yards. And, uh, and I started thinking about weeds, and um, I think people hate weeds in their yard because it subconsciously reminds them of their sins. In the Bible, when sin came in, he said, Cursed be the ground. He said, Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth. There's your weeds. And I think subconsciously, people, that weed reminds them of the curse on that ground. And uh, they think about those, uh, well, uh, 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 thistles are weeds. Thorns are weeds, come from the ground. And Jonah, uh, Jesus Christ, when he showed up, he said, uh, uh, as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, even so must the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. And Jesus Christ likened himself to Jonah. And Jesus Christ, when he was on, uh, went on Calvary, they put a crown of thorns right on his head. All the way back in Jonah, the Bible prophesied specifically what Jesus Christ would wear on Calvary. Now, who, who could write a book like that other than God? Other than God. Who would, who would think of such a minute detail as that? Man wouldn't. Man wouldn't. And you get your nose in this book this year, you'll find more stuff like that too. You don't have to be educated. You just got to believe what you're reading. It doesn't matter how smart you are. You know, years ago, they, uh, all the old, old-time old preachers, mountain preachers, had very little, if any, education, and they had no trouble with the King James Bible. And you got a whole bunch of college-educated, at least high school-educated people, and you ask, well, what's wrong with us? Oh, it's too hard to read. These and the thous. Maybe it's not your intellect that's the problem. Maybe you have a spiritual problem. You know, if you get your heart right with God, you say, man, King James Bible is the Word of God. Uh, you know, I, I want to challenge you. You know, for me, I wanted to read my Bible through this year. By God's grace, I was able to do it. Did you have ob- Did I have obstacles? Yeah, I had some obstacles. Uh, my wife had a had a baby this year. Didn't expect that. You say I'm too busy. I bet you, if you catalog your time and you realize how much time you waste on internet and on Facebook and on social media and just watching football and college football, and you took that time out, you'd probably read the Bible a whole lot more than you realize you got a whole lot of wasted time in your day. You do. Stuff that doesn't matter. Now, look, I, I like watching those things, but let them have their place. You know, if you, don't, if you haven't stuck your nose in the Bible, what are you doing on Facebook? You want to keep up with the latest gossip, but you don't want to know what God's Word says about tomorrow. 
You know, it doesn't make any sense. What are these wounds in thine hands? Jesus Christ bore a wound. You know why he wore a crown of thorns? And it just struck me that, listen, every thought that you've ever, you've ever thought that was wicked, Jesus Christ paid for that. Uh, you know, every thought that you've thought that wasn't so, every worry that you've ever had, Jesus Christ took that crown of thorns and put it on his head. Why? Because he who knew no sin. Guess what? All those thoughts that only you and God know about, he paid for that too. And I want to share that thought. He paid for that too. He paid for that too. You know, Jesus Christ, when uh, one time and he said, uh, he, these, uh, these wounds in, the, in thy hands. You know why he had to be wounded in the hands? Because all those sins where you had touched something that you should not have touched. The Lord said, don't touch that, don't do that, don't grab that. And you know what you did is you broke God's law. You know, kids are good for that. You know, I tell my kid, don't touch that. What are they going to do? <laughs> they're going to get their hand slapped. That's what's going to get done. That's what's going to happen. Why? Because they're going to touch it. Uh, why? Because it's, it's just who we are. We're born with that. You know, you know why Jesus Christ had to take those wounds in the hands? Because you sinned against him, touching things that you shouldn't touch. Guess what? All those things that you touched that you should not have touched, those, those bottles that you shouldn't have grabbed or uh, those people that you shouldn't have been around, you know, Jesus Christ paid for that too. <laughs> he paid for that too. You know, there wasn't a sin in any of us in here have committed that Jesus Christ didn't pay for. And that includes th the thoughts that you think, and that includes the things that you touched. You know, the, uh, you know the, those, the feet that um, Jesus Christ, when he was nailed to the cross, he was nailed with uh, wounds on his feet. He said, why, why wounds to the feet? Why, why not in the knee or somewhere? But specifically, wounds to the feet. You know why? Because you went places you shouldn't have went. You've gone places you never should have went in the first place. I remember when I was a little kid, uh, when I was up visiting my family, my cousins in uh, Wisconsin, and where they lived at the time, the, the field behind their property was cornfield. And my uncle uh, had a temper. He's a big guy, too, and he said, told us, you don't ever go in that cornfield. Well, nobody was around, and we're kids, and, you know, heard a dog, bar dog barking, so naturally, what did we do? We <laughs> disobeyed, and we went in the cornfield. And uh, we had a great time, too, for a little while. <laughs> And then you get out in the middle of the cornfield, and then you, you look around, and that corn's a whole lot taller than you are. <laughs> and you look around, and you realize you don't know where you're at anymore. And by, you know, uh, we looked around for, it seemed like forever, trying to find a way to get back, and you can't find it. Eventually, it, we got back just before uh, sundown, thank God. And uh, we were greeted with uh, a whipping as we entered the property <laughs> all the way back. You say, why? Because I, I went somewhere I shouldn't have went. Hey, but guess what? So should, you, you, should, you went some places you shouldn't have went to. But good news, the good news is that Jesus Christ paid for that too. And when he was on the cross, he, he was nailed to a tree on his feet because you and I went somewhere we shouldn't have went. He paid for that too. He paid for that too. You know, um, the crown of thorns, the, the hands, the feet. But, you know, also... Uh, uh, that th those feet are some interesting things. You know, Paul talks in, in Romans, he says, uh, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. Now, if there's an enigmatic verse in the Bible, that's one of them to me. I mean, I've seen a lot of feet, and I've never thought those are beautiful feet. <laughs> uh, but that, that's what the Bible says. But you know that the Bible says, um, you know, the Bible likens a Christian life to standing, 
to walking, to running. You know, there's a lot that, a lot, a lot of, that goes into that. And you know what? If we're going to get the gospel out in 2023, it's going to take some feet and some walking and some working to those feet. Not standing idly by. It's going to take some work. And when, the, uh, when Jesus Christ, you know, the amazing thing was is, although in spite of the fact that you went some places you shouldn't have went and, and Jesus Christ paid for that too, when you had went those places he, and, and he had in mind when he was nailed to the tree, Jesus Christ, the night before uh, he was crucified, had washed the disciples' feet. Took the time to do that. You know, it's an amazing thought that Jesus Christ, the night before he was about to be betrayed, washed the feet of the very disciples that would use those feet to walk out on him the next day. Yeah, and he washed them anyway. And he washed them anyway. You know, those folks that believe you can get saved and lose it, they don't understand the mercy of God. You know, Jesus Christ, knowing what they were going to do with those feet the next day, washed them anyway. Hey, listen, you ought to be thankful. I mean, thank God, in spite of the fact that you've went wrong places, you've touched wrong things, you've thought wrong thoughts, Jesus Christ paid for that too. And if you're lost, there's not a sin in here that, you have, that you've committed in your life that he hadn't paid for. You know, and lastly, he, he, uh, he was uh, jabbed in the side. Now, why is that? Well, because uh, you love some things that you shouldn't have loved. You love some things that you shouldn't have loved. You know, we... Um, uh, we've all loved things that we shouldn't have loved, and that's even after being saved. You know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Not, it's, money is not evil. The love of it is evil. And that comes for saved people too. You know what, and I just want to say this, that in 2023, if you're going to live a victorious life, if you're going to live above sin, if you're going to take time and try to get things right with God, it's not going to happen unless you do some cataloging of sins of the heart. You know, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, faith, temperance, goodness, those things. Not one of those are physical. They're all inside. You know what, I, I dare say a lot of Christians, and, and this is even the home crowd, if we're not careful, we might, we might have the t- don't touch part down. We might, not have the, we might have the don't go down. We might have some control over our thoughts a little bit. We might have some of the other things. But you know what, we, I think we fail at is in a Bible-believing world, a lot of times is the heart's not right. The heart's not right. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my words. If you love me, keep my commandments. Do you love him? You know, if you have a hard time picking up your Bible and reading it, it's not because you're too busy. The reason you have a hard time picking up and reading it is because you don't love them like you should. You know, I, I told my, uh, coming home, my son had a, his eyes swollen shut, and uh, uh, we took him to the hospital this morning. He's doing better, but he had his eyes swollen shut and had, been, had a killer headache and a high fever all day. And we were driving home last night, and my uh, Asher was crying, and Elliot's leaning over and saying, it's okay, Asher, it's okay, Asher. He couldn't even see him out of that eye, but he's sitting there trying to console him. And you know, as a father, that made my heart melt. You know, that, and I thought of that verse, he says, we comfort those that are in all kinds of trouble wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, I, I think that we, we really touch the heart of God. We get a hold of God when we get our hearts right with, with God. 
you know, when, when our hearts are right to where we're more concerned about other people than we're concerned about even our own well-being. And as a Christian, listen, the, <laughs> the good news is, is you don't have to live in defeat because Jesus Christ paid for that too. Jesus Christ paid for that too. In 2023, we, you know, we ought to be excited. Listen, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. So what? You know, I, w- w- listen, my wife and I, the last couple of years, and I'll, I'll be done, you know, it, it, people around us are, are falling. People that should know better are falling. And I told my wife, I said, we're not going down that road. Uh, we're not going to do it. And, and I, by God's grace, we, we haven't, but any of us are capable of it. Good families that I've seen that have gone astray. Why? Because they got offline. There's something on the inside, got them out of line. And listen, Jesus Christ paid for that too. You know, just the same as we would hope any lost sinner would come in here and feel welcome. We as Christians, if anybody, we ought to examine our own heart and say, hey, maybe there's some sins in the heart that Jesus Christ paid for that I hadn't gotten right. And listen, if you're going to have 2023, a good year spiritually for you, you're going to have to realize Jesus Christ paid for that too.